When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report, your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm PJ Doran, and this week we're going to be talking to Matthew Skoltz, incredibly fast Moto America racer, so looking forward to that. Pit Pass Moto is, of course, sponsored by Moto America, the home of America's Superbike Road Racing Series. Moto America airs around the world on networks like Eurosport, Fox Sports Asia, Star Sports in China, Supersport in Africa. Their worldwide viewership, if you can believe this, has now exceeded 7 million this year, which is incredible. Reason is the racing is incredible. We've got two more upcoming rounds for this 2020 season. Round eight will be at Indianapolis with fans at the Motor Speedway, the Brickyard, this very coming weekend, October 9th through 11th. Get out there if you have a chance. The racing is going to be incredible. The venue is incredible. I've attended numerous motorcycle races there. Moto America, Moto GP, all of them that have happened there. And it is an incredible place to watch a race. Get out there. And then, of course, the final round of this year for the protagonists in the Moto America series will be round nine at Laguna Seca. Sadly, without fans, but it'll still be some incredible racing. They'll also be featuring the drag specialties, King of the Baggers and Vintage Racers in the Heritage Cup. That King of the Baggers is going to be incredible. You're not going to want to miss it. If you can't make it, and obviously you can't, to Laguna, what you're going to want to do is get on Moto America Live Plus. That is their app. You can subscribe if you haven't already. Don't miss a minute of the action. Their coverage is incredibly good. They've got every angle. It's how I've been watching all the races, and they've got you live from first thing in the morning till the end of events during the afternoon. It's just wonderful. Get out there. Check it out. Go to Moto America Live. All the viewing needs you could possibly have will be covered. Go to MotoAmerica.com to get more details about that. Now, for the latest in industry news, this past weekend, World Superbike visited Magna Cour, the French racetrack. It was a soggy one. Man, it was wet, but there was some incredibly good racing. There was also a bit of drama. World Superbike race one. Jonathan Ray came out on top of Loris Baz and Alex Lowe's. In the Super Pole race, we had Jonathan Ray again over Lowe's. This time, Vandermark coming home third. Race two saw Redding. With the win, incredibly strong finish for Redding and an incredible ride in the rain over Baz Davis, who passed 
Ray late in the race. I think Ray was going into consolidation mode and just wanting to close down the title that is all but his. In the overall point standings, Ray has a 59-point lead over uh, Redding and 118 over Davis. It's going to go down to the wire at the final race, but it is all but a foregone conclusion, and Jonathan Ray has absolutely earned it. There was some drama, as I mentioned. Our one and only American racer, Garrett Gerloff, was involved in a bit of a first-turn-ish incident whereby a couple of guys went down. They called foul. The race organization and directors did not call foul. In the American Flat Track Series, we went to the Atlanta Short Track. Race one saw in the production twins, Corey Texter over series favorite in recent interview, James Raspoli, and Ryan Varnes brought home in third in the Super Twins class. The big boys, Jared Meese, came out on top in race one with Briar Bauman right behind him and is followed closely by his brother, Bronson Bauman. Congratulations to the brothers on another double podium. Race two, James Raspoli in the production twins class to the top of the podium over Corey Texter and Chad Coase. Super twins saw Jared Meese again, the winner over Brandon Price and Briar Bauman. That brings the overall point standings very close. Briar Bauman had had something of a commanding lead. It is now down to Briar on 256 points with Jared sitting 12 adrift on 244. Slamming Sammy Hobart in a solid third place on 193 points. It's going to be an interesting one uh, coming up for the finish of that season. In the motocross world, they went to Thunder Valley, Lakewood, Colorado. In the 450 class, we saw the overall one by a very strong native of Colorado, Eli Tomac, with a 3-1 finish on the weekend. He took the overall over Adam Cienciarulo, who had a very strong 1-3 finish. Zach Osborne, took third on the overall with a 4-2 finish in the two motos. In the 250 class, we saw Cooper with a 2-1 finish take the overall. Dylan Ferrandez took a 1-3, so he claimed second overall on the weekend with Jeremy Martin finishing out the weekend third overall with a 4-2 finish. In those point standings now, overall we see Zach Osborne in the 450 class leading with 325 points over Adam Cianciarulo on 301. Marvin Muscan on 283 with a charging Eli Tomac sitting on 278. I think Tomac has a shot at securing third place in the title pending the results of that final race. We also had in the 250 overall Dylan Ferrandez. His lead was increased slightly. He's now sitting on 352 points over Jeremy Martin on 334. And, of course, McElrath sitting in third with 254 points. Going to be an interesting end to their season as well. A couple of seasons are about to wrap up, so we look forward to those results. This week's Pit Pass trivia question is, in what year was the Champion Cup Series founded? We'll be back with that answer after our next interview with Matthew Skoltz.
All right, welcome back to Pit Pass today. Our Moto America fabulous racer, Matthew Skoltz of the Westby Racing team and program. Matthew, welcome back to the to the program. We're so glad you joined us, and we're nearing the end of your season. How is it feeling so far? Perfect, guys. Firstly, thank you for having me out. And, you know, this the season's been really great for me. I feel like we, we've been getting quicker at every single round, and it's definitely been my most successful season here um, in the U.S. I mean, things are, are looking really positive for us and hopefully just finish out the season um, uh, strong and then look forward to 2021. And uh, all plans, all signs point to you getting to stick around here in our uh, fair country and do some more racing with us. Is that uh, it's all shaped up? Are you a lockdown racer or are there negotiations yet to play out? I haven't signed a contract yet, but as things stand, I'm going to definitely be back with the Westby Racing Squad for 2021, and I couldn't be happier. That'll be me moving into my fifth season with the team. So, you know, things are are, are really good there. I feel like this has been our best year. So hopefully next year we get, we get better and we can actually challenge for the title. Yeah, Matthew, it's been a, an incredible first of all, rise to uh, prominence that you've shown in uh, a Moto America series. Your experience with the Westby team dates back to their participation, not at the superbike level, but at the super stock level. Is that correct? Yes. Um, I actually filled in for them in 2016, uh, the, the last three rounds in the super, super stock thousand category. And then uh, 2017, I was fully signed by them and we ended up winning the stock title back in 17. So, yeah, and then moved up to Superbike in 2018 and been there there since. And been there with, again, arguably very, very strong results and continue to improve what what one would say if they look at that entire history of the Westby Racing team through this effort is that it continues to rise. The hopes that you would be challenging for a title, I think, are well warranted, and it certainly seems on any given day you've you've been a front-running challenger, right? I mean, it's got to feel that way on every weekend now, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think every single session we've kind of proved that we're one of the fastest guys, so it's, so it's not a fluke. Hopefully we can just carry on getting uh, better and getting um, stronger. I know that the Westby guys are really working hard on making the bike better, whether it's with you know parts or making the engine quicker or whatever. You know the guys really, are really am uh, committed to this, and uh, I couldn't be happier. So what do you think about how this year has played out? Well, one, we're going back to the brickyard. Have you had the opportunity to race there previously? It would have been. Right around, it feels like around your arrival to the U.S. perhaps might have been near the end of uh, Moto America at Indy. Is that right? The last time that Moto America was there was in 2015 and I came in 2016. So unfortunately, I did miss uh, that. But uh, I was at the Brickyard back in 2008 on the, on the Red Bull Rookies Cup. Back when they they had the uh, the top ten Europe guys versus the top ten uh, American riders, yeah, that was a great series. Yeah, that was fun to watch. So you you've got experience around that infield course. Not that it one would call it overly technical. Um, I know they've probably have made some changes, as I understand they've done some repaving. Have you been there? Had any advanced look, or are you going in what you feel maybe is a little bit cold on uh, on a superbike? Granted, I don't think anyone else has had a lot of laps there either. 
fortunately for us, uh, some of the other other teams don't have data from there, so it will kind of lend itself towards us um, uh, slightly instead of trying to play catch up. Yeah, I mean, I rode there back in 2008, and it's it's been quite a, a quite a, a a a long time. And from what I can can think back, I mean, it was pretty tight on the the one two five. So I think these super bikes are going to be quite a handful there. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun to ride there, and there's going to be a lot of fans. That whole city lends itself to racing. They really go overboard. They love having races in town at their facility. They love hosting international visitors, be it riders, be it fans. I always enjoy going to races there. It's just one of the the most – the atmosphere there is incredible. Did you get that vibe when you were there previously? Yeah, I mean, when when I was there previously, it was it was also with the Moto Moto GP guys. So I mean, it was packed, and everyone was was very pumped to to be there. Unfortunately, that was the year that the hurricane came through, so they had to cancel the 250 race. But I mean, otherwise, I know that it's one of the world's most most famous tracks, and I know that it's a motor motor sport based um, city. So I couldn't be happier to be there. Unfortunately, with the whole COVID deal, I know that they've kind of cut back on some of the uh, tickets but hopefully we can just go there and, and put on a put on a uh, show for everyone to watch oh there's no doubt you will matthew you guys have been uh putting on a show every weekend this season and it's been an incredible season how are you how are you feeling personally as you mentioned covid uh, about this season it's our hats are off uh, as fans and as someone who relies on there being racing so that I have something to talk about on a weekly basis. Uh, there's been, it seems, a very reasonable season put forward in what has been very clearly a challenging time for everyone from the owners, the operators, the facility owners, and all the way down to teams, team members. Have there been a lot of tribulations for your team as a result of the current situation? I think at the start of the season um, with uh, the whole COVID deal, unfortunately, we were a little bit behind because we weren't able to get some of the parts or we missed testing um, and, and so on. Not to mention that I also broke my, broke my collarbone. But I would just, just like, like to give a, a huge shout out to the Moto America crew for actually getting the season going. You know, like you you said, without the racing, I wouldn't be able to to actually have a, a job and a means of income. So, you know, I'm just really happy that we managed to get the season going, and we're actually going to have a 20 heat race uh, race season. So, now I know that some of the races we never had fans and people there, but you know, it's just uh, a very fortunate uh, position for us to be out there doing doing what we what we do. You know, I, I know that. Many national championships throughout uh, the world have been cancelled, or they have a shortened season. So for us to be to be doing all of this, I couldn't be happier. And what do you think next year is going to look look like? Excuse me, any uh, looks into the uh, into the looking glass, if you will? I mean, does next year? Are you getting indications from the series organizers about anything regarding next year? I guess. At this point, I'm kind of just focusing on finishing out the 2020 season, but I do know that they've put out eight of the 10 rounds for 2021. So, you know, it looks like everything's going to carry on just fine. Which is awesome for a guy who's on his way up and can't wait to go back and challenge some more. What's been your favorite event of this past season? I mean, you've had some incredibly strong weekends. Is there one that stands out for you, Matthew, that you really are finding memorable in your ability to battle? Probably the last race for us at the Barber Motorsports Park. You know, I was actually able to 
to be quicker than Cameron Bobier in the first practice on Friday, which I think that he's led every single practice session besides besides that one. So, I mean, I think that means something. And in the, the first race, I was able to lead a couple of, of corners. So, I mean, I, I do feel like we getting quicker and uh, we and we're making the bike better and 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 uh, easier to go to go quicker on so hopefully at uh, at the indie race coming up we will be able to carry on challenging bobia and hopefully take a victory sometime soon that is uh, a very lofty yardstick you're measuring yourself by and of course it's the one you have to he's been the class of the field for some time so he is of course who you want to beat who everyone wants to beat and the fact that you were uh, you're absolutely correct he has led all but every practice session so kudos to you you got to start taking small victories right as you approach larger <laughs> yeah, ones yeah. You start off small and you and uh, and you build from there, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and it's it's not that's a very a track where he's very comfortable, as we know. He's very strong, a lot and lot a lot of laps that he has got around that facility. So the fact that uh, you're able to to put one over on him is is no small no small feat. So certainly something to be proud of. How's your team feeling as the last couple races come up? Are they uh, pretty stoked about the way things are going? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the Westby crew could be happier right now. I think that all, all the pieces of the, the puzzle are starting to fall uh, together for us. And we got a new a new engine package uh, last week, and we and we tested it uh, this past weekend. Now at uh, the at the road at Atlanta circuit at the at the Wira weekend, and we went quicker by more than half a half a second, which we did three or four months when we raced with the motor. America championship there so you know I think that we feeling feeling good and confident heading into the brickyard this coming weekend so when you say new motor package that's uh, that's intriguing is it uh, a totally different spec or just a couple of parts and does it feel different to you the rider you're the guy who knows best what the bike feels like so I mean was it instantly noticeable when you have a slight change like that to be honest, um, it's it's very very difficult to feel a couple of of horsepower difference in the bike. You know, we kind of running around with so much horsepower now that even a couple more is 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 barely noticeable, really. But our times were quicker, and looking at the uh, at the data, we were we were definitely getting out of the corners faster. So that was really really positive and. I would like to kind of mention what what we did, but I'm not too sure if the team would be happy um, with that. But you know, we we just basically basically have some more um, uh, horsepower up in the higher uh, rev range. That's been somewhere we've we've been losing out. So I feel that if we kind of matching the other guys there, it will be really good for us. Understand? Don't want to get you in trouble with the team boss. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants to be on the bad side of Mr. Westby. He is. Uh, one incredibly cool guy, but you definitely don't want to be at odds with him. I can't imagine he's he becomes a bear quickly. I can only imagine. Craig Westby is a very chill out guy, but I think Chuck is uh, Chuck is Chuck is the guy that you would have to be worried about. You know, he's got he's a a very uh, determined man, and so so uh, yeah. I mean, we are uh, surrounded with with very good uh, people in, in the Westby team. Yeah, it's been an interesting uh, development. The Westby team over the years as a great fan of uh, the late Dane Westby and everything that has stemmed from uh, his racing career, his passion for the sport. I mean, it's 
interesting, heartwarming, heartfelt tradition that's carried on by everyone in the team, including you. So do you, I mean, is there a sense of that? I, I believe there is. I've spoken to Trig a number of times uh, on this show and at races, and it just, you get the the absolute feeling from everyone involved that this is really, an emo, you know, something of importance. Does it feel that way when you go to work every day, Matt? Yeah, you know, I think that most of the teams are kind of run as a as a uh, business, but the Westby team is definitely run as a family team. And, you know, everyone's friends and we all have been working together for four years now, you know, going on five years. So, you know, everyone kind of has that heartfelt love. And, you know, we all kind of know that the Westby team was actually built for built for Dane. And, you know, his unfortunate passing um, triggers kept the team going to kind of keep his keep his legacy alive. It's been a treat to watch, and we continue to hope for the even better results for you, Matthew. I, I think you're you are knocking on the door of the highest step that's available to you as a racer here in America, and, and certainly it seems you're destined to get there. Your team is destined to get there and we wish you all the best luck in doing so. But as we're uh, winding down on time, I wanted to give you an opportunity to thank any sponsors, anyone in particular you'd like that's helped you along the way this year. The Bell Helmet brand and Spitty Leathers, they've been with me since I actually came here back in 2017. So, you know, just a huge shout out to them, but also just a big shout out to the whole Westview racing, racing squad, you know, We've been we've been working for four years, giving our hearts and souls into this team, and I feel like things are finally paying off for us. So hopefully, we just carry on getting better, and I feel like um, uh, like these are the best of times for us. Well, again, congratulations on all your success this year. You've done an amazing job, Matthew, as has everyone on your team. Please pass that along that we really believe in everything you guys are doing. We can't wait to see the season-ending uh, results for you guys and really are pulling for you. So have a great day, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass, Matthew. Thank you so much, guys. Really, thank you. Thank you again to our guest, Matthew Skoltz. And this week's Pit Pass trivia question was, in what year was the Champion Cup Series founded? The answer is 1984. The series headquartered in Fort Worth, Texas. CCS has been in operation since 1984 and was founded by Roger Edmondson in Asheville, North Carolina. It's currently owned and operated by Kevin Elliott. And it's one of the largest club-level, amateur-level road racing organizations in the U.S. And it is a wonderful series at that. They put on a lot of the big-name events and have involvement in even more that aren't directly theirs. So I would like to personally say thank you, CCS, for being who you are and doing what you do. We're glad you've come into existence, and we hope you stick around for a long, long time. Coming up in the world of racing, MotoGP heads to Le Mans, France for the 
for a big race. We had World Superbike in France this past weekend. I'm hoping for a dry weekend for the MotoGP racers. So let's hope that happens this weekend, October 11th. Le Mans will see the MotoGP series retake the track. World Superbike will be going to Estoril in Portugal the weekend of October 17th and 18th. That is the final round. We'll see if Jonathan Ray comes out on top. That's the final round of the World Superbike Series. Moto America, we just got done talking to one of their fastest racers in Matthew Skoltz. They're going to the Brickyard this weekend, October 9th through the 11th. Then they're off to their final race of the season in Monterey the following week. In the motocross world, Lucas Oil Pro Moto is going to their final round this coming weekend, October the 10th, Fox Raceway in Pala, California. We're going to see how those class title chases end. It's going to be a good one. Can't wait to see what happens in California. AFT, American Flat Track, they are going this weekend to Charlotte. They'll have two rounds, Charlotte 1, Charlotte 2, October 9th and 10th. That's this coming weekend. The very next week will be their final round of the AFT series. At Daytona, there will be a finale one and two. So there'll be a doubleheader at Daytona for the AFT series. That's going to come down to the wire as well. Looking forward to the results in all those series. Thank you again to Matthew Skoltz for joining us on Pit Pass, and thank you for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app where you'll get alerts when new episodes are uploaded. If you have a moment, please also rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our all-new blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. I'm PJ. We'll see you next week. Keep the rubber side down. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!